We'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which we record this podcast today. We would also like to pay our respect to Elders past and present. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. You're listening to Best Duties, an LGBTQIA podcast all about those incredible and amazing people in our community and the wonderful things that they are doing. Hi, my name's Justin Hill. I am a red carpet reporter and TV host. And the terribly average thing that I did today was forget to bring my actual clothes to work after the gym. So I have been an active wear wearing mum all day. It's quite the look though. It looks great. (laughs) Hi, I'm Sam Devonport, an events manager by day and a drag queen by night. And today I got out of my pyjamas at 4pm. How was that? Wow, I'm not judging you (laughs) at all. Aren't you jealous though? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Toto, I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Sam, here we are, podcast number three. Number three. Can you believe we've made it to three podcasts? Uno do a tray. I feel like uno do a tray. Excuse me, bringing some European mm, realness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of bringing European realness. <laughs> oh my God, how fitting. <laughs> Hello, our, guys. our next guest in the studio is Alfie Arcuri. Welcome. Hello. Welcome to Best Duties. Hi. How, how <laughs> nice to have you in here. Thank you. I feel it's like nice you're our, our little musical. It feels like Hey Hey, it's Saturday. No. You're like our little musical <laughs> guest this week. Hey Hey, it's Just don't ask what? me to sing. Hey Hey, it's. <laughs> I'm not old enough for that. Oh, you, did you just say that? Mm-hmm. I, I, how old are you? 24. Did you get that reference? Mm. I, I did. Okay, I thank you. Oh, my God. <laughs> but I'm 31. So I'm yeah, old. same. I'm 31 as well. I represent <laughs> a different demographic, okay? <laughs> yes. Okay, you need to go home and YouTube Hey Hey Saturday because that was like one of the best shows on TV ever. my Saturday ever. night every, with my exactly. family every Saturday. <laughs> oh, I wish they'd bring it back. I wonder if yeah. it would be I don't as know popular. if it would work now, would nah, it? No. maybe not. <laughs> hey, um, you have a new single out, which mm. I have had on my phone listening to mm. on repeat. Thank you. Same. Mm. It just... Like, what a bop. I, I feel like it's even like a kind of a new sound for you. It is, but it's it's kind of been cooking for a few months now. Uh, sorry, a couple of years now. <laughs> um, I, as you know, I, I, I was on The Voice a couple of years ago and I, I've spent the last three years just trying to hone in on my sound. Mm-hmm. And that song, when I wrote it two years ago in the States, I, as soon as I wrote it and then produced it over here, I was like, yeah, that's, that's me. Like yeah. that's, and then everything else that will come after that is very much... Um, in sync with that yeah. sound. so Because I feel awesome. like the stuff that you've done previous has, has been awesome, but it's yeah. almost been like a, a prelude to this. Well, yeah, and they've all kind of been um, uh, responsive to certain events. Like I, yeah. I released a song for the Marriage Equality and then mm-hmm. um, the Eurovision happened mm-hmm. a few months ago and then now I can finally just start putting out stuff that sort of reflects I love how me. you just reflect casually well, like just say Eurovision happened like well not Euro- I wish it was the real Eurovision <laughs> 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 hey guys what did you do today oh yeah, you know I just did you Eurovision know, unfortunately I didn't make it that far I was but... just one of the finalists for Eurovision <laughs> in Australia no big deal oh, yeah. so and let's talk about this film clip this it's mm. it's kind of it's, it's sexy, a little bit right? arty <laughs> and it's a little bit kind of yeah. like you yeah, know the previews on Instagram are looking very nice yeah very cool um I well I wanted to do something different because I you know like I said I came from The Voice and when you do that, you kind of have to wash yourself away of that a little bit yeah, put in, in a Australia. Box, a voice yeah. box. You were Britney Spears, basically. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> to shave my hair and everything. Um, but no, I I, um, I worked with this director called James Dimitri. So he does a lot of um, uh, really kind of erotic, but also very artsy mm. fashion, photography, um, film sort of things. And um, I met with him. Actually, the funny thing was, um, this song is about my two exes, right? So yeah. when I met with him. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in his house. He's got this incredible house. And there was this picture of this naked guy, but his head was covered. I kept looking at it thinking, God, that body looks familiar. Oh my no. God, no. Yeah. And um, towards the end of it, because I, I, I know my ex's <laughs> body pretty well. You'd I, hope I, so. I don't even know if I've told him this story, actually. And I said to James, who's that guy? And then he moved the 
thing that was covering his head. I'm like, oh my oh. God, this song that you're listening to that you're about to film a video for, Shut that is him. about here. Shut up. <laughs> well, that's one of them, yeah. One so. of them was on the wall. Yeah. yeah that so. would have been such a surreal that's, feeling. So you would have been like... <laughs> and I was like, you're the one. This is def- this is a sign. It's, it's all like, meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what? It's actually kind of like when you go out on Oxford Street. You're like, I've seen you before. <laughs> oh my God, that happens. And then you walk away and you're like, oh God, I remember <laughs> now. <laughs> oh, there's been too many. I can't we hear someone mention a name and you go, why do I know that? Oh. Wow, it actually happened to you in real life it did um yeah. so what can you tell us about um what's coming up next oh look it's just more uh, i've been trying to establish myself as a singer songwriter because I, I write all my songs right so um i just want to get them out there and get people you know um interested yeah, <laughs> a, yeah. and um yeah i just want to show what pe- people what i can do you know because i love music and i love singing i love writing and um yeah yeah so. the, this song i feel like i don't know if i've actually heard a song with this kind of like story in it before. Yeah. But that's the other thing with that song. It's, it's, so for me, it's important to be as authentic as I can mm-hmm. with lyrically. And there was one point where my record, cause I'm now with a new record company mm-hmm. and, um, that song was, like I said, it's been cooking for two years, but there was a time where uh, I was told maybe I should re-record it as you, you know, to be more inclusive. Okay. And, um, I sat with that for a little bit. Instantly, I was like, no, but then I thought about it. And then I actually re-recorded it as you, because only because one of my lesbian friends said she felt left out huh. here in oh, here. Okay. And then I thought, no, actually, no. you know what? I feel left out every day when I listen to like Ed Sheeran songs yeah. about she or yeah, her yeah. or, you know, and I thought the reason why I do this is for the authenticity That's of right. singing, you know, about real life gay stories and that I've experienced. there's nothing wrong yeah. with saying, uh, with singing a song about yeah. a he. Like we, I no. think we we're very, um, it's, it's creeping kind of towards that culture where mm. we feel a bit anxious about saying one thing or another, yeah. but it's actually perfectly okay to, yeah. to say that, well, you know, agree, like you yeah. said, we've had to relate to songs that have she in them for so right. long. Yeah. And Let's talk about Eurovision. Yeah. Like no big yeah, deal. Can like, we please? Well, yeah. Just spill everything. Well, I want to know everything. That was an accident for me, right? So what? I submitted a song and they initially picked the song, but not me. So it was actually going oh. to be sung by this female Australian singer. And I was like, can okay. Say, can you say who it is? I don't know if I, well, it was, it was, Casey Donovan. So, oh, right. Yeah. That would have been. Okay. Yeah. yeah, okay. I don't know if I'll get in trouble. Anyway, it's past now. <laughs> we so. can bleep it out. It's um, okay. And you know what? And I, I I love her and her voice. So that I was like, yeah, actually, I think she could do That'll that work. song. Um, and then, But then I think they just lived with it and they lived with my version. And because that song is literally a story about my life. Like yep. It's literally a letter to my teenage mm. gay self. Um, they wanted me to do it. So I was like, absolutely. But it was like, you know, in the the final hour, like, the, what's that saying? Whatever it is. But I was like. The 11th hour. 11th hour. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so now we're going to do film a video. We're going to do all this, do that. So it was very quick, but it was incredible. It was like, it was weird going back into a TV show. Yeah. But as a singer like as my job singer, yeah. you weren't going in as a, like a competitor yeah. you were going in so as I a found professional. the voice a lot easier because I had less pressure on myself okay. then you know I feel like I had something to prove this time yeah. let's talk about that TV show yeah. um, one thing I said to you a second when you were walking in was I feel like the voice is happening at the moment mm. um, I feel like we're seeing this incredible eruption of these younger kids who don't necessarily fit, I guess, gender norms, mm. you know, a sexual orientation norms, yeah. you know, um, they're a kind of, I guess, being more creative and, and playing around with their look. And it's, yeah. these I mean, kids I'm, are cool, they, which I love. They are yeah. so they cool. They make me feel yeah. so old. Yeah. Do I? <laughs> <Me> too, <actually. laughs> you were kind of at the forefront of, you know, being a, an openly gay yeah. um, singer on national television. Well, the, the funny thing um, with my sort of story on The Voice was I actually went into the first 
producer meetings and said, look, I want to be the gay guy. Because yeah. when I was a younger kid, there was, I feel like there was no gay people on Agree. TV. No. And, you no. know, there was Anthony Kalea, but he was like straight at the time, I think. So, was he? <laughs> I, well, For a little bit, yeah. 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 I knew he was gay when yeah. I saw they went into his house and he had a Versace pillow. Oh. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, oh God, brilliant. I love it. <laughs> so, um, but then, uh, so I was expecting, you know, we, we filmed and we did the first little video interview thingies and they never asked me about being gay so I said to the producer I thought you know what happened to the whole gay thing they're like you know what we've got so many gay people this year we don't want to make it a story and I actually kind of appreciated that because then it became about my singing and then I just sort of came out towards the end kind of (laughs) Um, (laughs) and now I love that there's a guy called Sheldon who I'm friends with like he he rocks these Lady Gaga right the the headpiece that he wore and stuff like that is crazy yeah I think it's great that that we can do that on TV and And with a judge like Boy George on there like Mm. you'd hope it would just Attracts them, yeah, some pretty flamboyant, interesting yeah. people. Um, so what are your thoughts on the way that television sits at the moment with reality TV shows and stuff like that? You still feel good about your um, experience? Oh, look, I would never, ever regret my experience because yeah. it's changed my life and I, I had the best time on The Voice. Um, I think there's elements of it that um, I think it's uh, beautified a little bit where yeah, you, you okay. kind of go into it um, not knowing what the hell. Like yeah. I went in there and signed these contracts that I had no idea what the hell I was signing. And Jesus, I would literally yeah. sign my life away till infinity. You know? And you're like, what have I just um, done? Yeah. Good. <laughs> so I, and, um, I, yeah, I wish kids understood that. And you know what? It's really hard too. Like you, you, it's not like winning idol, you know, 15 mm. years ago anymore. Like you're not instantly catapulted mm. into this, you know, big thing. Like it's, you got to mm. work harder, I think, because yeah. people instantly want to see you kind of fail and then it's really hard to no, work. It, yeah, it's true. Yeah. They stamp you with that, the voice yeah. stamp and they go, oh, well, you were just on a TV That's show. That's right. You know? And I remember when I was given my winner's single, I was like, oh my God, this is actually going to be a disaster for me. And cause I'm a pretty switched on boy, you know, like I, I went in there, you know, I was working in an office environment, a corporate environment. Yeah. So I, when I first met um, my label, who I loved, I'm not with them anymore, but I'm actually now with one of their sub labels. Huh. Um, so, Keeping in the family. Yeah, yeah, right. But when I heard first heard my winner single, I was like, oh no, this is bad. Oh, really? Right? This is <laughs> terrible. It's an awful feeling. Yeah. You just have to sit there and be like, mm, I, oh, I, yeah. I love this I, song. I, I, my stomach do- do- dropped because oh, no. when you reach the top four, you hear your winner's songs. And um, I heard mine and I was like, I hope I don't win because I hate, like, really? I really, I, the song just, well, it was about a girl, like taking off a girl's dress and reality show yeah. and go, actually, I don't want to win. Yeah. <laughs> I've never, ever watched my winner's performance back. Ever? Ever. I can't watch you it. You are kidding. I can't, I've never watched the music well, video. guess what? We're going to oh, watch it. No, I'm kidding. I would never do that, dude. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think that's why I try so hard now to make sure what I put out is Authentic. Very authentic, even yeah. though I'm probably targeting a niche market. I don't care because, yeah. you know, this is what I love. So. Absolutely. But yeah, I, I, if anyone ever asks me if they should audition for The Voice now, I always make sure they, I'm like, make sure you have a back because it helped me going in as an architect because yeah. it meant I could take a few more risks and I wasn't, I think if music's your sole thing, you pretty much give your life Absolutely. away. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I agree. I do the yeah. same thing with like, you know, red carpet reporting and presenting and stuff. And a lot of kids come up to me and they're like, how can I do what you do? And I'm like, well... You don't know this, but I have a full-time job that I do in addition to, and the mm. look of horror on their face. They're yeah. like, what? And I'm like, and... But you don't just get to sit and talk to celebrities no. all day? And I, I, and I say to them, no one gets to do that job. They, I could count on one hand the amount of mm. people that have presenting as yeah. a full-time job. And yeah. even those people that do do it always have other things on the go as well. Yeah. They always have like something else that they have cooking away, so yeah. they have many things on the go. And you're right, like mm. to go into it with a full-time job and knowing that it's your passion and you love it and how incredible would this be? but yeah. you also are being realistic that's about right. it as well. Yeah, that's right. So, Sam, 
if you want to be a singer. <laughs> Absolutely not. No. <laughs> no. You're no more of a lip syncing kind of guy. I'm a lip syncing oh, yeah. kind of gal. Like yeah. RuPaul's yeah. level or? <laughs> Go <Yes>. on. <laughs> well, I can't lip sync on a podcast. It defeats oh. the whole purpose. <laughs> it's true. I mean, that's why I got you on here. Because you've got a, oh, a face for a podcast. Uh, what? Wow. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Sorry. Okay. No. Hey, um, let's talk about your gay life. Yeah. Um, which is, feels so strange to say, because yeah. I, I have this big thing where I say to people where I like to think of myself as I am like, you know, like I said, red carpet reporter, TV mm. presenter, I work in media, but I just also happen to be gay. Like it's yeah. not, it's not like a massive thing about me, but I also feel like we're in a point where we kind of need to start having that vocal conversation about who we are and, and that we are an LGBTQIA yeah. representative because we've got lots of kids looking up to us at this age. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's been a lot of talk and a lot of debate around what it's like being, you know, someone who lives in the big city. Um, tell me about your history as someone who you know, once was frightened to yeah. drive down Oxford Street. Well, I, I spent most of my life in the southwest of Sydney, so out in Camden, in, uh, you know, my Italian family, Catholic Beautiful family. Spot out there. Yeah, I love it, you know, and I, up until last year, I lived there, you know, so I, but my memories of Sydney, particularly um, the gay Sydney, you mm-hmm. know, like the, but, you know, Darlinghurst, yeah. all those areas. Yeah. Like, the bubble. Yeah, the, the bubble, bubble, which is where I live now, funnily <laughs> enough. But I, I was petrified. Anytime my dad would and mum would, because we'd go to see a lot to have dinner, whatever. So anytime we drive through Oxford Street, I remember I just freak out and, really? and kind you, of... you'd sit there and be like, are they going to turn around and ask me something? Yeah, like this? right. Because you, you've always got the thought in the back of your head that people know. Yeah. And there was this always, like ongoing always. anxiety like connected to it for me. And and that kind of didn't go away until when I, I came out, like when I was 25, you know, if the Mardi Gras, like I, I'd never been to Mardi Gras until two years ago because that was something as well. Like whenever there was the Mardi Gras on TV, I'd get anxiety because my parents, you know, would judge it and whatever, even though my yeah. parents are incredible and I'm the yeah. luckiest person the way they, I came out, but they, they were uneducated in that sense, of Italians, course. you know? Yeah. And, um, I, my life prior to 26 is like a black hole now. Cause mm. I was, I, I was pretty miserable to be honest. Like mm. I went to a Catholic high school. I remember every day going to school thinking I had to act a certain way. I had to walk a certain way, talk a certain way. Um, and I, oh, I was miserable. Yeah, yeah. I hated it. I hated my life prior to coming out. And even when I, now that I've come out, I, like I embrace the culture of Sydney, you know, and like it gets a hard rap sometimes, but I think mm. it, you got to make the most of it and you got to, yeah. and I, like I live in Elizabeth Bay with my partner. Um, we got a little French bulldog with like typical, um, you know, wow. so just check, yeah, check, list, check, check, like check, everything going down. Hey, we're list. not judging right, on this podcast. Right. Well, you know what? And we go to the gayest gym in Sydney, but, um, like I know at the end of the day, like I'm, a, I think I'm a pretty good person and yeah. I, I just, I just love the culture of, I love knowing that I can walk down the street yes, holding my partner's hand. Absolutely. And, 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 and that's something you have to be super clear about is there yeah. is actually nothing wrong with doing Beresford Sundays. There's nothing yeah. wrong. If you want to go to Ark and take your shirt off, yeah. do it because yeah. I'm just going to be jealous. You've got a body where you can take your shirt right. off. Right. And I have done it once. I do <laughs> that as well. I stand there and I go, More than I just now. wish I could, I just had the effort. Like put in the effort to yeah. look like that so that I could do that. Sorry, can we well, just go back to your shirtless time at Ark? I feel like there's well, a story I, there. Oh my God. Can I tell you the first, <laughs> the first time? So I went with my mate who's a very insecure Western Sydney gay as well, yeah. right? So he kind of just does things that other people do. So we're at Ark and he <laughs> takes his shirt off. God love him. And he's like, Alfie, you have to take yours off. And I was like dead set against this. Yeah. And, um, Anyway, I took it off for five seconds and I felt so uncomfortable. I felt sweat on my back. I felt <laughs> hair on me. And I was like, nah, I'm not doing it, Frankie. And I put it back on. <laughs> and then the, the last time I've, I did it, I was in the bloody Star Observer because someone took a photo of me. And my 
Oh my god! My, my manager died. He's like, oh my god! Oh, he's Scarring gonna voice Australia out of the curry. Oh yeah. it up. But you know what? I, I actually, now I actually feel li- when he says you felt, he goes, you'll feel liberated. Yeah. I didn't that first time, but this time I, I did. Like, yeah. I, you know? So I don't, I don't That's know. That's the thing. It's and you know what? I love that about Oxford Street too. Mm. I, I moved to Sydney 11 years ago from Tasmania and I felt like I was like this is like a family like we've got a spot you know and my favourite things to do are I mean I love Beresford I love you know I've been to Ark before but I love you know I've said this before I love going to Sunday nights at at Stonewall I love like just you know if you've ever been to the Castro in San Francisco it's kind Mm. of like that's a bigger version of what we have on Oxford Street and it's just nice to I don't know. You kind of see people and you're like, we have this thing in common and we have yeah, this mutual right. love. It's just yeah. that now, like you say, it's getting a little bit of a bad rap, but it's just that our, uh, I guess our family spread out a little bit more. Yeah. You know, you can go to Newtown That's or, right, yeah. you know, there are different yeah. places. Which I love, I love Newtown to. as well. Oh know? my God. The Imperial um, is so much Imperial. fun. Yeah. Oh had dinner there. Yeah. The yeah. best vegetarian menu. It's incredible. I'm not a vegetarian, so I don't I don't look for that. <laughs> well, neither but, am I, but that's pretty big coming from me. <laughs> to know that, yeah. But I'm going to take a notice yeah, of it now. Talking about that, anxiety about, you know, like I guess driving through Oxford street and then not doing Mardi Gras until, did you say two years ago? Mm, yeah. Okay. So pretty much when I started singing or maybe it could have been three years right. ago. Yeah. So was it over, over, I cried actually, you yeah. know, the pra- I didn't go to the party, that after party, but I went to the, the parade. I was, went with my best friend. She's like the best hag ever. And she's actually the first person I ever came she's out to. She's your best duty. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. See? Oh, she's amazing. So I. <laughs> I came out to her first. Um, I actually took me a year with a psychologist to say that I, out loud that I was gay, right? Wow. And um, and the moment I did, I just cried for like, I think 10 minutes. But yeah. she's like, you have to tell someone. And I'm like, who do I tell that? And I, I met my, it was my best friend. I was at the Clock Hotel in Surrey Hills. Mm-hmm. And I, I said to her, I need to talk to you later. And she was freaking out all night because she thought that I was going to tell her I was in love with her. <laughs> <laughs> and um, anyway, I told Quite her. Quite the opposite. <laughs> and, it, and it made her dreams come. She's always wanted a best gay oh, friend. And so anyway, she took me to Mardi Gras for the first time. And, um, the parade just, I actually cried because yeah. it was like this feeling that, you know, all these big, it makes me emotional now because yeah. like all these big corporate companies right. that, and I was like, fuck people. Oh, sorry. We had a swear. Okay. <laughs> like people actually, um, they, they care, they care yeah. and they love us. Yeah. And I, cause I'd, I'd created this image in my head that I'm this, you know, alien monster mm. that, mm-hmm. um, only my parents will hopefully love. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just, and I've been every, every year since. And don't you think, and I agree, the thing that makes me most emotional about it is thinking about the people who are not in our community, because we know we love each other. Yeah. The people who are not in our community who go out of their way to come to Mardi Gras, to stand yeah. there and scream out at us and say, we love you. Yes, I, when I that happened that. to me, I was like, mm. these are complete strangers yeah. and they are just here out of sheer love for yeah. someone else in their life or us or just, you know, that whole, you know, they're sharing love with each other. It's just incredible. It's beautiful. Yeah. Mardi it. Gras is such a fun time. Being a drag queen at Mardi Gras, uh, I've never you felt must so get famous all the free in drinks. my entire life. <laughs> I you... get stopped every two people. Go on, tell Alfie what your name is. Dominique Top. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a massive like drag queen. I thought you were going to say you're a massive Dominique Top. <laughs> <laughs> Ask my partners who this is. <laughs> Depends what week it is. Now, Sam, something very topical that I feel we should touch on uh, before we finish up with the podcast is... Yep. This story about Israel Folau, and I think it would mm. be remiss of us not to mention it, yeah. given that it's happening right now. It's it's an interesting story. So Israel Folau got on his Instagram and posted a very homophobic, mm. just generally not nice um, post uh, saying that we're all damned to hell yep. and that we need to repent. And Rugby Australia cancelled his contract mm-hmm. after much deliberation. Which uh, might I point out 
was he was in a direct violation of his contract. Exactly. If exactly. you and I were to do something like this in our workplace, uh, it very clearly says in our workplace contracts that it's not okay to exactly. do that. And you, you can't post You can be things. terminated. And it, it wasn't, I don't think, judging from everything that's been said about it, it wasn't what exactly he said. It was just the fact that he was told not to post anything. Yeah. He was told not to post anything hate speak. Like, yeah, not yeah. To, yeah, not to post anything controversial yeah. on his Instagram for that very reason. Yeah, he broke his contract, and that's not smothering his freedom of speech. That is telling him that he is a person of note. He is a yeah. public figure. He has a pub, a very large public yeah. profile. And the thing is, is that. There are a lot of people out there questioning this and they're like, he needs to have the right to say what he feels like. Fair enough. Okay. But Mm -hmm. what he posted was horrifically hateful. Yeah. You, you can't say say someone has the right to be hateful. Yeah. You don't post that and not expect any consequences from it either. He can say, I don't like how slow people walk on George Street. Because I'd agree with him. That's true. You know, that's something that he- That's a very different opinion to saying- (laughs) This entire group of people yeah. deserve to go to hell. Right. It's just, it's I ridiculous. can't understand how these people, especially these people who are donating, and I want you to update mm-hmm. us on where that's at, yeah. I can't see how they are justifying this by saying that he has been smothered and hasn't been allowed to have his freedom of speech when what he's saying is, it essentially goes against, I, I think, what it means to be a person of faith. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I always thought being growing up that, God loved everyone. Yeah. But apparently not, according to Israel Folau. Yeah. I grew up in a Catholic household. Yeah. My grandmother was very religious. My mum is sort of semi-religious, I think mostly to honour my grandmother. Yeah. I'm not super religious, but I have have a feeling that I have a connection to a higher power. Mm -hmm. I don't like to... Um, put that into a religion because yeah. I, in my lifetime, have seen what religion does to people Absolutely. and how it divides people. But yeah, that doesn't sure. stop me from saying that I have, I do feel like something does happen to you after you die. I feel yeah. like there is, you know, a higher power, but I just don't like the, the, all of the paperwork and the drama this that almighty, comes with the religion. scary. And when you look at the fundamentals of someone, you know, if you are a person of faith and if you believe that, then you should be loving unconditionally and mm. you should be, you know, accepting people for who they are and not saying, and this is what I get caught up in sometimes with a lot of um, extremist, when, you know, extremist people when it comes to their religion is that they say, oh, well, I'll tolerate who you are as a person because it's not my job to judge you. It's God's job to judge you. And mm. I'm like, no, That's a bit... you are just passing the buck. Yeah. You are saying, oh, it's, say, not no, it's not me. It's not me. It's not me else. that's saying it. And that's just a crock of shit, if you ask me. <laughs> um, anyway, tell us where we got to with the fundraising and what's happening now. Because oh. he had a GoFundMe page, right? He had a GoFundMe page, right? So that was put up last week sometime. Uh, and GoFundMe, shut that down. Mm-hmm. GoFundMe are very... Yeah, I tweeted them. Oh, good job. <laughs> um, I like to think it was because of my tweet. <laughs> okay. Thanks. <laughs> um, GoFundMe took the page down. It was in direct uh, violations of their terms and conditions, uh, saying that anything that incites hate will not be tolerated yep. upon their site. Uh, that got shut down. The Australian Christian Lobby has uh, made their own crowdfunding job for this one. And they have raised seven hundred and fifty thousand oh, dollars in twenty four hours. This. It's so frustrating to see something like this in our country because, you know, 
for us to have the same sex, you know, legislation mm-hmm. passed yep. and to feel good about who we are. Two steps I, forward, one step back. Right. And I also want to say to anyone listening to this out there, don't feel like this is a step backwards. Yeah. This is a very small group of people with very narrow minds, but deep pockets. Mm-hmm. That's what I would Absolutely. say. Absolutely. But I've, I've kind of, I was talking to someone at work today about it and they pointed out something really interesting. Flip it, right? We have, we are so lucky to live in a country where we have groups of people fighting for us that mm. don't agree with this. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something yes, that we need to take away from right. is that there are so many people that are against what he's doing. Our allies are standing up for absolutely. us. Absolutely. And yep. I think if we flip it on that side to be like, wow, there's actually a lot of people who aren't part of our community mm. that don't agree with what's going on. I think that's what we need to take away from it. And instead. what you need to understand in, in uh, addition to that is what people are doing with this fundraising is, you know, one person can donate thousands of dollars mm-hmm. and just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you're poor. You can have lots of money. You know, you yeah. can't say, oh, you're frugal or you're not going to spend money because of your religion. Also too, what was happening on the GoFundMe page was that people were ma- making multiple small donations. That's what so, it was. It was a lot of little right, rather than one from big. From the same people. Yeah. So I actually had a look on there and there were multiple donations of small amounts from the same people, which makes it look like there's more people supporting it. Mm. When in actual fact, it's only a small group yeah. of people. Yeah. Um, what I would like to say to anyone out, out there who is, you know, because also too, we cannot tar all Christians with the same brush as well. There are some of the most beautiful people out there yeah. that are so religious uh, and, and preach love yeah, and absolutely. acceptance. And those are the kind of people that deserve the world. And I would like to say thank you to those people for their open-mindedness. Um, thank you for the to the people who have continued to fight for us, like you say, who mm. might necessarily, um, you know, who are not part of the LGBT community themselves, but you know what you guys are because you're an ally of ours. Yeah, and absolutely. you're absolutely welcome into our community anytime. Hopefully this all just Fs right off really soon and we can yeah, just right. forget it even happened. I hope so. I really hope so. Now, we have this thing where we like to nominate someone who is our best Judy of the week mm-hmm. uh, or our BJ of the week, as we like to call mm-hmm. them. We the, In this podcast, we're all about highlighting who those people are in our community who are doing amazing work. You obviously came on because, you know, I think you're an incredible LGBT oh, artist and you are such a great representation of what it is to be a very horribly average gay person, Sorry. <laughs> which is what <laughs> Sam and I call ourselves. We're yeah. terribly, terribly average. Oh, well, we um, try. You just happen to have an amazing job. Yeah. Um, so do you have anyone that you would like to nominate as your BJ of the week this week? I, do, I don't know if this one counts, but she's made my week. Do you guys watch Shit's Creek? Yes. yes. So Moira Rose has made my week. Oh, yeah. Bless her. I, I've rewatched like <laughs> Shit's Creek, I think five times with my partner and I've been watching it all week and she just lights up my world. I love her. So she's she's so my good. BJ of the week. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Just yeah. D- doling them out everywhere. That whole, yeah, that whole show as well. It puts out a really good picture for um, Daniel Levy's character. Oh, it's, it's beautiful. Pan- pansexual. Which is really yeah. interesting. Yeah. You know, can I really tell you some little fun, um, little fun facts about him? Please do. So I'm, I'm a massive fangirl of his and I thought, I'm just going to send him a message on Instagram <laughs> just to see if he replies, right? And so I send the weirdest like photo with me and my best friend because she loves it and he replies every single time. Does he really? Yeah, he, he doesn't like engage in conversation. Like general chit chat or no, just nah, a response. He just, like, like, cool. he just, he's yeah, cool, oh, beautiful. And I'm like, oh, please ask me a question. <laughs> just be my friend. I just want to be, like, yeah, right. be, like, so, be really cool and really casual and just be like, say, how's your day? <laughs> 
Oh, God, yeah. It's Sam, do you have a BJ of the Week? I do have a BJ of the Week, actually. Um, JVN from Queer Eye. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I'm a huge has, fan of Reece his. He's just come out as being non-binary, and yes. I think that's really oh, important that, that he's yeah. got a platform like that and is able to give yeah. exposure to Another something so amazing, important. Another amazing, amazing um, representative from our community. Who, Absolutely. Like, he just, you know, has he'll give anything a wash of. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm just going to, sorry, just going to drop a name here. <laughs> I did interview him a little while ago when. Oh, um, here we go. Yeah, sorry about it. When <laughs> Queer Eye came to Australia and went and visited Yas, which was heaps of fun. And I just fell in love with him all over again. I was like, you are the most amazing human. And he was so funny to watch. And then he looked at my hair and loved it. And I was like, I've not been in love with him. But yes, um, mine kind of comes off the back of that as well. I wanted to um, give a shout out to Air Italy. Now, this might seem like a very odd um, BJ of the Week. Yeah, I'm trying but Where's this going? They, an airline? They are an airline mm. and they are the first European airline to offer non-binary booking options oh, when wow. you book your flights. Mm. Because someone said to me the other day, what has it got to do with your ticket as to whether you tell them you're male or female or not? Mm. Yeah. Or non-binary. Yeah. True. At what point in your airline experience do they ask you that? Right. Hello, welcome on board. Are you a man? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So now they're going to be one of the first European cool. airlines to Go actually to offer Italy. a male yeah. or female or an, um, an X for like a, a non-option. So well done, That's guys. Great. I'm very happy about that. If you have a BJ of the week that you want us to thank, make sure you hit us up in our DMs at Best Duties on Instagram. Will you help me? Can you help me? You don't need to be helped any longer. You've always had the power to go back to Kansas. I have. Then why didn't you tell her before? Because she wouldn't have believed me. She had to learn it for herself. Another thing we like to do on this podcast, Alfie, is um, we're, we're a fan of an affirmation, or as we like to call them, an affirmation, <laughs> um, because, you know, we love girls. Guys, so today's little affirmation, our little affirmation, is something that I got exposed to years ago, actually, on a photo of Courtney Act, funnily oh, yeah. enough. Um, and it's a quote that says, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Oh, yeah, Which I, I like think that. is always a good thing to, yeah. to know. How but did you yeah. come across this through Courtney Act. She did she had a promo photo of her as a boy, yeah. her as a girl, merged together. Oh, amazing. Because she's such a womanly woman and then such yeah. a boy looking boy. Mm. It was that. So I loved that performance from um Dancing with the Stars when yeah, Courtney did great. that like I cried. Oh God. I was yeah. like, look at us go, you know, having yeah. having someone as amazing as Courtney on our TV shows and you know yeah. people are loving it like people are seeing drag and they're yeah. like appreciating it yeah. and then they might be like well, maybe we might go to a drag mm. show yeah yeah, yeah. exposure to something completely different make right. sam more get. money yeah please <laughs> <laughs> alfie thank you so much for joining us today yeah, it has been me, so good mm. having you in and the way we end our podcast are you ready sam oh we're ready yeah oh there's no place like homo there's no place like homo there's no place like homo oh that is beautiful